like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, what are we talking about in this episode of Renegade Rules? Well, I thought we might, you know, be a little dark and dismal and talk about mortality, but not not just focusing on that. I was thinking the other day how completely ludicrous it is that people um, talking about getting their kids ready, you know, it's ready for kindergarten or ready for preschool or ready for college or all these preparing and you've got to do this to be ready for life. And I keep wanting to say, people, life began already. This child is already alive. This this preschooler, this teenager, whatever stage you are with um, in childhood, they're experiencing a quarter of their life already. You know, so if we say that adulthood is age 21, uh-huh. and let's say, um, you know, the life expectancy of the average in American adult is something or other. It's in the high 70s. But let's say that you live to 85. Mm-hmm. Then a quarter of that is age 21. So <laughs> all this time that you're waiting around for life to start, if you haven't been enjoying the life you have right now, that's you need to be focusing on the now, as well as a little preparation for the future, but we can't let the preparation and the fear about not being ready for some mysterious future get in the way of what's right for the child right now. So where does that desire, need to rush and push and hurry along come from? Is that a, is that a, is that a American culture thing? Is that a world thing? Is that why is it like it is? Well, I mean, all humans in every society do have a long training period for their young. But if you, if you read back over different cultures and different history, adulthood was not that long in some cases. Yeah. So you well, may have a nurturing a time. Yeah, it's, it would start a lot earlier and it would often end a lot earlier. So some people would make it to ripe old age and many people would, you know, not make it past their 40s or or, or drop off at 50 or something. So that there wasn't a lot later um, and a little more focus on the now. There's always going to be the early nurturing and the learning and the training because that's how humans and other complex social beings raise their raise their young as there's a very long training period but at the same time we've got to meet their needs right now you know if you're watching those wolves do puppy play with their young um they're they're meeting that need that the pups have 
right now to do that kind of rough and tumble play. They're not expecting them to go off and bring the meat home. You know, they have a role to be young. Um, they are also learning how to be hunters, but they're not um, doing it at the expense of getting their present needs met. And I think that's where we run into trouble is the, the kids themselves. If you interview a child <laughs> uh -huh. and ask them, you know, what are they stressed about or what are the grownups always telling them to do? Um, you'll hear it parroted back. You know, you got to get prepared. You got to get ready. It won't look good on a college resume. I mean, when I go to um, do school visits with my children's book, um, kids will ask me these questions that you can just tell are stress related. You know, what college do I need to go to in order to write a book? Like, that's <laughs> not a question they actually have in their hearts. It's one that has been implanted by very stressed out adults. Yeah. They do maybe want to be an author, but uh -huh. that's not the way a kid would phrase it. They might just tell me, I'm going to write books when I'm, you know, or yeah. I do write books. A lot of them, <laughs> yeah, there's a it. different, yeah. So preparation for life, we, I think we need to dial back a bit here and think that, you know, these kids, they're, they're using up a quarter of their human life, more or less. And if that's not living, right now then what is you know they are a four-year-old is valued at being a four-year-old a four-year-old is very good at being a four-year-old so and, let them be a four-year-old and, and it turns out developmentally a lot of the stuff that they are drawn to do at a particular age just being that age is preparing them to be the next age i mean all the stuff that two-year-olds are doing all the exploring and all the all the large and small motor skills and all that kind of stuff is is literally preparing them to be a three-year-old and the stuff the three-year-olds do literally literally builds the four-year-old they're going to become but when we try to l rush past those age appropriate activities and behaviors we actually do them a disservice because it it just it just kind of throws throws a wrench into the into the gears and and slows down some of those developmental stages in some some situations right and it discounts the value of what they're doing now so you know um i have a high schooler now and they're being bombarded with what they need to do for college that college is all important not where they are now is mm -hmm. well today is what's important you know, today, meeting this teenage brain and emotions and hormones needs right now is what's important. If you meet their needs now, they'll be ready for the next step. It's just what you were saying with three-year-old moving on to be the four-year-old and so on. We, we meet our needs today, and if we meet them properly, that will naturally make us ready for the next step. So here's an example of, you know, I, I turned 50 this summer, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm getting to that second half of life or however long it's going to be. Does that mean I should start um, doing research on old age homes? You know, that's <laughs> the next step ahead, right? Um, should I be um, interviewing people to see where I'm going to, you know, live and how I'm going to order my life when I'm that age? Well, not exactly. That's not what my present needs are. I think that there's some level we can all prepare for the next stage. And, and I think one thing that given that I'm 50, I can do is put a little money aside, you know, for retirement. Another thing I can do is to continue to make friends of all age groups, because if you only make friends with your cohort and they start to die off when you're 90, well, then you don't have any friends left. So it's just a lifelong 
way of approaching life. You have friends of all ages. Then by the time you're 90, you'll have younger friends who still hopefully care about you. So, but that's not something I spend all my time thinking about. I'm spending time being who I am now with a bit of an eye to the future, but not the kind of focus that some adults try to impose on the young kids. Yeah, yeah. And it happens with parents. It happens in early learning settings settings as well. And I, I, I struggle with this, Heather. I, I don't, every time I bring this up with a group at a presentation or online or, or something like that, I, I see fingers pointing in different directions. Uh, kids are brushed because that's what the schools are doing. And the schools say, people that are working in the schools say that's what the parents want. And the parents say that's what the teachers want. And the teachers say that's what the government says. And, and, and so nobody Nobody asked the kids. Yeah, and, and nobody... <laughs> Somebody go interview a five-year-old. Yeah. Ask them if they'd rather go outside or... <laughs> and, and nobody seems to want to take, take a responsibility for what they're contributing to this, this push because I think it is, it is really a societal thing in general, isn't it? Yeah, it's pervasive. That's why it's easy to point to someone else because there's all walks of life that, that it's, it's strong and it's hard to get away from it. Yeah. And, um, and, and you're considered bad if you do... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you, if you, if you encourage people to step off the treadmill for a little bit and just be where they are, uh, you, you are almost branded a heretic and that's, I mean, that's not comfortable for anybody. So it's a real hard thing to do, but I think, you know, if listeners to this podcast want to do something about it, you know, you could write letters or, have a podcast or whatever, but the biggest thing you can do is slow down with the people that are around you and enjoy mm-hmm. the time you're living in right now. And if if more and more people would do that, it would it would bring about a, a sea change in the situation at some point. Yeah, and a lot of it's internal. A lot of it's our judging and our expectations. So, you know, if you can just change something inside of you in how you interact with your kids or the kids in your care, it's not, it's, it's taking some of our, they're picking up our stress because we have it in our hearts and minds. We can dial down inside of ourselves. They're going to be fine. (laughs) You know, they're not going to go around seeking out the stress. (laughs) No, no, I don't think so. Hey, I just thought of, thought of a, a website I want to throw out here. Um, ChallengeSuccess.org is is a great site. They work with mostly high school, college, middle school ages, but they they really work at slowing down this push, the push and the and the rushing and the the high pressure, high stakes assessment and all of that kind of kind of stuff. And they've got a lot of research available there, and it's just it's just mostly focused on helping kids um, and the people who work with them just pause a little bit um, because there are different ways to be successful and it doesn't have to be uh, push, 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 push all the time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a cool site. Mm -hmm. I I think another, Oh, go ahead. Um, No, I was just trying to think of the name of this movie. I thought it was called road to nowhere, but um, it's, um, it's the the documentary about how stressed kids are in school. So we'll have to um, 
get the right name for people because that's very helpful too, that how young it comes on, you know, by third grade and younger, the kids are feeling the pressure for college. Maybe the adults around them are feeling it when they're born or when they're toddlers, but the kids pick it up so quickly. And um, it's it's something that they, they take in with their food and drink. They're taking in the stress of it and the pressure and the be successful. And what the heck does that mean, be successful? Yeah. I think it was, was it Einstein who said, it's it's um, it's not about being successful. It's about being uh, contributing something of value. So being valued rather than being successful, having something in the world, whether it's you know relationships that you can cultivate or whether it's something you can do to help others out. It's what can you do of value, not not all the status symbol type things that people are striving for. It's not a game. You know, uh, one of the games that I hate most of all, the board games, is the game called Life with the little pink kid in the car who, back when, I don't know if they've changed the rules, but when I played the game in the 70s, the pink person had to move over to the passenger seat when the blue person, when they got married in the game of life. Oh, geez. Yeah, really sexist game and really stupid game because why are you rushing through that game just to get to death? Um, I much prefer the board game. Uh, we have a great irreverent board game um, from the Adams family. <laughs> and the you, go, you, you spin the spinner and you go forward on the spaces. But the whole point of the game is not to get to the end because the end is a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> and so you keep trying to go back to the beginning or, or fall down a hole and end up further back. Uh-huh. And so the game goes on. It's a bit endless. But it goes on and on until somebody hits the gravestone. And what's wonderful is that because you're not trying to get to the end, you're not trying to be the first. The first is the worst. Uh-huh. Um, it, it You just end up enjoying who you're with in the moment because that's the whole point of playing any board game is enjoying the people that you're playing it with. So, you know, what's all the rush? Why are we trying to hurry to the gravestone? Let's yeah. just have fun with who we are, contribute value to where we are, and and be the stage of life we're supposed to be yeah, keep a tiny eye out to the future, maybe make put some money away for some future plan, but definitely have the expectations be correct for today. Yeah, and those little people in your lives, just, just pause and be right here, right now, in the moment with them a little bit more frequently, and you'll find for you and for them a lot of that that stress and anxiety that comes with the the constant rush towards the future uh, evaporates. Yeah, all right. I thought of the um, the movie title "Race to Nowhere." Race to Nowhere. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that. Uh, it's one. been out a couple of years, but it's it's a good reminder because what is all the fuss and bother? Why are we trying to do all this? You know, put the kids to bed, read them a story, sing them a song. They don't need to do their homework. Yeah, yeah. And, and if and, you don't believe me, you can read the chapter I wrote all about. <laughs> <laughs> well, and another piece of that is what we're racing to is something that when you finally get there, it may be not be what you want. There are plenty of, of young people that head off to college because to, to study a major that they, they picked when they were nine years old and have been working on working towards their whole life and they get there and they spend a, a semester or two studying that and something else pops into their head and they, they decide to change things or they end up with a degree that they right. in a profile that they don't right. want to 
work in and, and those kind of things. And so um, a lot of time, and, and a lot of people end up working, getting degrees or being pushed towards careers that fail to exist. I mean, or new careers burst into existence, new possibilities. Or it's something their parents want and they don't want it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so as I say, I'm a high schooler now. And one of the things they have to do is a lot of career planning and what uh -huh. their dream job is and all this. And so they were given a list of about 200 jobs that they could choose from. And they were all kinds of jobs, including Boilermaker and things. And I, th I said to my son, you know, I don't think anybody, um, I mean, there's a lot of people who make boilers and boilers are important in the world, but there's very few people who as a 12 year old or a 14 year old says, I'm gonna grow up and be a Boilermaker. Boilermaker. It's not usually one of those career choices. Um, <laughs> and many, you know, if you interview adults, many of them, if they did not take a straight path to get to where they are and who they are today. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't have predicted when they were 15 that this was what they were going to do or want to do in life. Um, I think that's another thing we really need to go easy on is stop bugging the kids and don't ask them what they want to be when they grow up. Ask them what they like now. Um, that's a key to them figuring out where their interests where their curious mind leads them and where, where their interests and talents are, what gets them excited about life. That's what matters. And that will evolve over time. You know, the kid who's say Star Wars obsessed at age nine, they may end up making a future set of movies about it, or they may change that obsession to something else. Later. End up making boilers. <laughs> they may end up making boilers. My grandmother was frustrated by, um, back in the day, all her kids being asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she would just say, answer, if anyone asks you that, just answer, lion tamer. <laughs> and that should shut them up. <laughs> so I was told that by my own mother. She said, just tell them lion tamer and see what they say. Um, but I, when we were talking about this as a family, my husband and I both remembered that the, the list of careers we were supposed to choose from um, back in school included Gravedigger. Oh, wow. I guess they dropped that one. But, oh. you know, that's also important, but it's not usually something somebody really aspires to go into that field. It just kind of happens. It just gives something you, you, you fall into. Um, <laughs> that, I'm thinking maybe... Maybe for my second act, that wouldn't be such a bad job. You, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of walking. I want to. I mean, I don't know. They lose, lose probably a lot of uh, uh, front end loaders nowadays with all the technology. But I, I want to do old, uh, old school artisanal graves for like hipsters and dig them by hand. Um, cool. I, yeah, I think that might be a second career for me. Any more on this one before we la wrap it up, Heather? Well, it's just thinking about uh, valuing the child you have in front of you today, who they are, what they need from you. Don't worry so much about where they're going to be in 20 years. That'll come. Yeah. If you give them the emotional support they need, they will find their way. Yeah, slow down and enjoy it. Hey, listeners, this has been Renegade Rules. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon with another episode. For now, I'm going to go uh, try to figure out uh, where there's a need for grave diggers and, uh, and sharpen my shovel. Um, back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker.
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.